We celebrate you. Welcome to Lofty Heights Christian Center, a ministry that exists to raise kingdom influencers. As a church, we emphasize three things. The Word, the integrity of it and its ability to transform, the Holy Spirit, His power and demonstration of the same, and love, love for God, for yourself, and for others. You are about to experience God's undiluted Word from God's servant, Pastor Wali Tejumade. Get ready for a transformation. I was studying the Bible, my regular study. You know, as a pastor, one of the dangers, take it down a little bit, just a little bit. What key are you on? C sharp? Okay. Amen. Why are you all looking at me like that? You're wondering if I know, <laughs> even Brother DeJoy and Lola that does not know sound except media, is laughing inside the room where he is. Hallelujah. You know, one of the dangers, you know, as a preacher or a teacher of the word or as a pastor, even believers that you can get yourself into is sometimes, you know, sharing, I mean, reading the word or studying the Bible for the purposes of being a blessing to others. When the only point where you flip the Bible open is for the benefit of preparing a sermon or being a blessing to others, something is wrong. You have dual responsibility as a teacher or as a preacher and every WPT members and everybody enrolled in the Growth Academy 200 level should please pay attention to this because you all are being groomed. You must also cultivate time for personal study of the word. Many of the messages that you'd have, you know, I, I say this all the time. I've started preparing sermon when, as far back as 2005, 2006, it was around that period that God opened my eyes to the treasures of, in his word. You know, you read the Bible like so many of you do right now and you just be reading and just be flipping open and you just be enjoying it. But there is a measure of grace that comes upon a man as a result of intimacy with God and maturity in the faith. Such that you pick up the Bible to, to read, you read only one verse and poor light will come. And that is the level you all should get into. It's one of the graces upon my life and upon this house. So if this is your home church, that should become your reality too. So then I'll be open the Bible, you know, to read, to study. And then my eyes would be open. And then I'll be seen beyond the letters. The few verses or verse that I read will be amplified in my spirit. So much such that I'll find it difficult to continue to study. It was at such times I will then, you know, in my notebook, then pick up a, a key portion of it and then title it, saving it for the future. I taught my wife the same thing. Now I can tell you without any out of doubt, Lady T has retinue of sermons that she has never preached. Many of them found in the place of personal study. Your eye will just, there was one message she took just of recent um, I can't remember right now not before the Pesach Rubis conference um, I can't remember the title of the message, some of you may should be able to, she found it just one word, she found it you know, via studying if you want to teach you can be given a topic to teach on or to preach on that's a level another level is you being able to 
take in one word, read it, and then your eyes are open, and then you write it down. You save it, you know, for the day that you have the opportunity, opportunity to exhort us. It's also one of the reasons why I love the direction of Seek You First, our morning devotion. It's not just all about prayers. It's not just all about the prayers. We pray in that, but it's also about the, 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 the word that you hear. And everyone that's been teaching, you know, everyone keeps blessing me. So much such that many times while listening to Seeky First or tuning into Seeky First, I'm like, Lord, thank you for allowing me to be able to let these people be themselves. And of course, yes, many a times the one who just woke up and just say, ah, today is Seeky First. What should I share? I'll just talk about this one. I always know when I hear them teaching or say whatever, I know. The ones who researched their subject matter prayed, asked God for direction on what to share, I also always know. Hallelujah, glory to Jesus. This is also for those of you who don't join Seeky First. I'm recommending it to you all, okay? 6 a.m. to 6.30 a.m. Every, every day. Monday through to Friday. 6 a.m. to 6.30 a.m. Our Zoom ID is 306 0123456. Password is 1234. You don't have to be a member of this church to be part of it. Alright? So this message that I have here, I got it just of recent. Just popped in my spirit. You know, while I was studying. I actually wanted to mention it during Deeper. But I felt that because of the direction in which my teaching at Deeper was going to go, it would become too much for you all to carry, to handle. That was why I took it off. And my message or contemplations tonight, it is titled Productions of the Word. Productions of the Word. Productions of the Word. That is to say, what the Word of God produces. I believe you will be blessed. Productions of the Word. Productions of the Word. Lift up your right hand above your head. Say after me, Father, thank you for the ministry of your word. I rejoice at it this evening to receive in it like someone that has found a great spot. My spirit is open. I'm attentive. My spirit is receptive. Teach me. Let the light of your word illuminate my life and let my life never be the same again. In Jesus' name, amen. Productions of the word. John chapter number 1 from verse number 1 says in the beginning was the word. He says and the word was with God and the word was God. He says he was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him and without him nothing was made that was made. I love verse number 4 that says in him was life and this same life was the light of man. And this light shines in the darkness and the darkness did not comprehend it. Verse 6 says there was a man sent from God whose name was John. This man came for a witness to be a witness of the light. That's Jesus. That all through him might believe. Verse number 8. He was not that light. That is John was not the light. But he was sent to be a witness of that light. That was the true light which gives light to every man coming into the world. Turn. He was in the world. And the world was made through him. And the world did not know him. He came to his own, and his own did not receive him. But as many as received him, to them, he gave the right to become children of God, 
That is to those who believe in his name. Those who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. Verse number 14, beautiful one. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory, the glory of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Productions of the word. I've shared one million and one times how the word of the Lord is the believer's life manual. And why you should stop pursuing prophecies, deliverances, and all of all these things as good as they are. But you should be committed and studious student of the word. Because the deliverance, the healing, the whatever thing that you desire, everything can be found in the word. First Timothy chapter number 3, you know, from verse number 1 to 7, I believe. He says the scripture was given by the inspiration of the Almighty. Second Timothy, rather, I should believe. The scripture was given by the inspiration of the Almighty. Second Timothy 3 is from verse number 16. Scriptures given by the inspiration of the Almighty. He says it is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. He says why? That the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work productions of the word. The Lord ministered three things to me which is what I'm sharing tonight on what his word produces in the life of a genuine believer. Three things that the word of the Lord produces in the life of a genuine believer. In no particular order number one is conviction. Conviction. Those of you who may not be aware or you do not know, this is a Bible teaching ministry and we encourage every member of this church you know, when you come in for any service come with your pen, come with your paper come with your notebook, okay? Please do. Number one is conviction. The word of the Lord convicts. Jesus speaking says the word of the Lord is spirit. He says, the letter kill it. He says, but the word makes a life. Hebrews chapter number 4, 12 to 13. Hebrews chapter number 4, verses number 12 to 13. If media would give us. Hebrews 4, 12 to 13 tells us what the word of God looks like. He says, for the word of God is living and powerful. It is sharper than any two-edged sword. Piercing even to the division of soul and spirit and of joint and marrows and is a discerner of the thought and intent of the heart. Verse number 13. And there is no creature hidden from his sight. But all things are naked and open to the eyes of him to whom we must give account. Give me Hebrews 4.12 in Amplified Classic Version. Hebrews 4.12 Amplified Classic Version. Take a look at it. For the word that God speaks is alive. Can you see that? For the word that God speaks is alive and full of power. His word is alive. 
His word is full of power. That's the reason why you can be under a teaching as you are in right now. And the teacher, the preacher, or the pastor may just be using analogies or teaching. And you say, oh, you know, today's message was for me. Oh, pastor, you know, that message today was entirely for me. You know, that message was for me. It's because you all can say that because of the power in the word of the Lord. The word of God is not motivation. The word of God is spirit. It is life. He says the word that God speaks is alive and full of power. Making it active, operative, energizing and effective. He says it is sharper than any two-edged sword. In other words, wherever the word goes, if it does not hit to the right, it will hit to the left, but it can never be missed. He says penetrating to the dividing of the breath of life, that is of the soul. The word convicts. The word is what a sinner heard. Like many of you under the sound of my voice, if you are saved, would have heard at one point or another that caused you to lift up your hand and say you wanted to confess the Lordship of Jesus. Listen, if the word is not convicting, it is not the word of the Lord. If the word is not penetrating into your soul, it is not the word of the Lord. Or rather, it may also be because you have a defense against it. You don't allow the word being spoken to you to do the work it should do in your life. But each time we, we are gathered to hear or to listen to God's word, something must be taking place in our lives. We all, with an unveiled face, beholding as in the mirror the glory of the Lord, we are being transformed from one level of glory to glory just by the same spirit. Give me back that Hebrews number 4 on the screen. It's just penetrating to the dividing line of the breath of life and the immortal spirit and of joint and marrow of the deepest part of our nature, meaning that there is no part of your body, your spirit, soul, and body that can evade the penetration of God's word. Your body would receive it. Your soul would testify to it. Your spirit would bear witness of it. Look, look, look at it. It says exposing and sifting and analyzing and judging the very thoughts and purposes of the heart. The word convicts by the power of the spirit. So take it first as a base. That the word of God is indeed spirit. It is not ordinary. Bible tells us in Acts number 10. If you start reading from verse number 41. About the story of Peter when he went to the house of Cornelius. In fact let's see. Acts chapter number 10 from verse number 41. Bible says while Peter was still speaking the words he was speaking. He says the Holy Ghost fell upon all who heard him. Let's see. After all this is Bible study. Acts chapter number 10. I can begin reading from verse number 44. No. Let's start from verse number 41. Or actually, 
from verse number 35. You know why I always do this? Because, listen, as a teacher of the word, you just don't pick a verse in the middle and say the congregation should just read. They won't understand. So you must go to the pretexts from where it's easy for your listener, you know, to connect to the story or to the word you're about to read. All right? From verse number 35. Actually, from verse number 34. From verse number 34. Take a look at it. Then Peter opened his mouth and said, In truth, I perceive that God shows no partiality. But in every nation, whoever fears him and works righteousness is accepted by him. The word which God sent to the children of Israel, preaching peace through Jesus Christ, he is Lord of all. That word you know, which was proclaimed throughout all Judea, and began from Galilee after the baptism which John preached. Verse 38. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power, who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. 39. And we are witnesses of all things, which he did both in the land of the Jews and in Jerusalem, whom they killed by hanging on a tree. Next verse, 40. This same God, him God raised up on the third day and showed him openly. Not to all the people, but to witnesses chosen before God. Even to us who ate and drank with him after he arose from the dead. And he commanded us to preach to the people and to testify that it is he who was ordained by God to be judge of the living and the dead. To him all the prophets witness that through his name, whoever believes in him will receive remission of sins. This is what I'm going to now. While Peter was still speaking these words, what were the words Peter, Peter was speaking? How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and power. Peter was merely just telling them about Jesus, who Jesus is, what Jesus did. His crucifixion on the cross. Just a mere dope. For lack of better words, just those mere words. Peter was speaking those words. He says, while Peter was still speaking these words, Peter wasn't done. That's to show you how powerful God's word is. Isaiah chapter number 58, the word that proceeds from the mouth of the Father does not return back void. It goes forth to accompany, accomplishing that for which it has been sent. He says the same rain, the same way rain touches the ground and the rain does not return, so is the same way the word of the Lord will never return back void. While Peter was still speaking these words, please display it. While Peter was still speaking these words, what happened? The Holy Spirit fell upon all those who heard the word. The word of God convicts. That is why I pity many people who are church goers. The time you take excuse from the sanctuary 
is the time when the word is to be taught. Something is wrong. And something is wrong. The time you get distracted and begin to, you know, um, um, you know, um, play with your phone, check Snapchat, Instagram, and all of all those things, pretending as though you're taking notes is when the word is going on. It's a disrespect to the spirit of the living God. The word can penetrate you that way. The God you don't honor cannot be a blessing to you. The word convicts. It's also one of the reasons why I share all the time. As far as this ministry is concerned, you all should grow to a level where um, Angela, for example, or will come up here and say she wants to share the word of God. Not discountenancing an age, an age, you know, you would rejoice with great expectations in your heart as to what is about to come forth from the mouth of that person. When I come here like I'm doing tonight to teach you, I don't cram the things that I teach. My notes are usually very scanty. I tell everybody, teach everybody who's mounted or mounting this altar, you know, to share the word with you, the same thing. Prepare your sermon note, but take it as a guide. The spirit of the Lord, if your spirit is right, will begin to point your mind, your, your mouth, your tongue, redirecting it to areas where you should eat. When the word is going on, the word convicts. Jeremiah chapter number 23 verse 29 Jeremiah 23 29 Jeremiah 23 29 see what God said here concerning his word Jeremiah 23 29 is not my word like a fire says the Lord and like a hammer that breaks the rock in pieces if you come to a place like this and you hear the word encourage on the need to study the word and the way it's coming in here, it's going out through here, or you're hearing it and you're doing nothing about it, something is wrong somewhere. It's my word. Not like fire. Says the Lord. Is it not like a hammer that breaks the rock in pieces? The word convicts. Jeremiah chapter number 15, verse number 16. Jeremiah 15, 16. Jeremiah 15, 16. Thy words were found. And I did eat them. And it became the rejoicing of my soul. Look at Your words were found. And I ate them. And your word was to me the joy and rejoicing of my heart. For I am called by your name, O Lord God of hosts. There is no genuine believer who should not have an appetite for God's word. I say this all the time. To worship is fantastic. To pray is glorious. To do these things right, you must take root in the word. Otherwise, you will worship amiss. You will worship the God you don't know. To worship is good. To pray is fantastic. But to doing these things right or doing anything right in this kingdom, 
the basis is God's word. To know how to pray, it's via the word. To know how to worship and what kind of worship is acceptable unto God, it's via the word. That's why no genuine believer should have a distaste for God's word. Rather than run about for prophecy here and there, run after, you know, um, deliverances, give yourself to the studying of God's word. Thy words were found and I did eat them. And they became the rejoicing of my soul because you, Lord, have been called by your name. I can test the state of your strength as a believer based on your appetite for God's word. And the world, the world that's this world now, it's also tilting somewhat in a very displeasing manner. You find all sorts of prayer altars now. All sorts. And they're fantastic, they're good. People organize 24 hours praying in the Holy Ghost. What about 24 hours teaching of God's word? What about that? What about 12 hours teaching of God's word? What about that? So you pray, you hold your head. God, hey, ah, my, ah, my, ah. Beautiful. You, you, you get that, that, that fantastic. It can never be sustained if you don't know what the word says. Psalm 119 verse 105. The psalmist understands better. Thy word has become a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. In the same Psalm 119, the psalmist declared, Thy words have I hid in my heart that I may not sin against thee. Not thy prayer, not thy worship. This will sound like a song to you already. Never let a day go by without you flipping your Bible open. Either digitally or hard copy. Get something. Get, get something. Get something. Just get when in the dead of the night, when you're tired, you really want to go to bed, you're, it's been so busy. It's one of the reasons why if you've gone through our Academy 100 level, that's the membership school, uh, the faculties would have taught you that in this church, on the home page of your phone, of your mobile phone, must be your Bible app. Beside maybe your text message, your email, or your phone dial. We do it like that for a reason. I suggested it that way for a reason. Such that as you are replying emails, as you are making phone calls, you also send your Bible out. There is power in your name. Miracles happen in your name. As we lift our voice in praise, Are you understanding what I'm saying right now? So, to pray is fantastic. To worship is fantastic. Did you know as fantastic as it is to give to God, to know how to give right, sacrifices acceptable unto the Lord, it is via the word. Now, this is the confidence that we have in it. That whenever we call upon him, he answers us. So if we know he answers us, we know we have our petitions granted. 
how do we know how to pray? Ye ask and ye receive not. Because ye ask amiss to spend on your own selfish pleasure. Listen, as long as you pray the Lord's will, there is no force on, on earth that can stand against, you know, the answer to your prayer. But God's will is nothing else other than God's word. His will is found in his word. Again, number one, the word convicts. Number two, what the word produces. I hope you all are getting blessed and you are taking notes. Number two, what the word produces. Media, I did not say production of the word. I said productions of the word. Okay? Number two, what the word of God produces in the life of a believer. You want to hear it? Action. The word spurs you on after convicting you to take in actions. That's why we say if you come into lofty height and you stay planted minimum of 90 days, practicing the things being taught from our altar, the Lord says it will cause there to be tangible transformations in your life. The transformations would only happen if you action the words that you hear. If you don't, you won't see anything. Every word, like you're hearing tonight right now, you know, I've been telling you some things you need to do. They need to study the word. Make sure no day goes by without, you know, you opening the Bible open. Every word from the Lord that will come to you will require a stake of your action. Before it can produce a result, it will require you to do something. It will require you to do something. The words you've been hearing, what have you been doing with them? Hebrews number 10, verse number 23. Hebrews 10, 23. Hebrews chapter number 10, verse 23. Hold fast to the confessions of your faith without wavering. Bible says, for faithful is he who's promised. When the Lord spoke to Abraham and says that Abraham, you know, would be a child, you know, through Sarah. Abraham had to action the word. Otherwise, the child won't come. The word of God that comes to you will require you taking an action to actualizing or activating or producing result in your life. James chapter number 1, 21 to 25. James chapter number 1, verses 21 to 25. James 1, 21 to 25. See how James describes what I'm teaching you right now. He says, therefore, lay aside all filthiness an overflow of wickedness. He says, and receive with meekness the implanted word which is able to save your soul. He says they should do what? They should receive it. That's the action. You can hear it without receiving it. To receive the implanted word, he says, which is able to save your soul. Look at the next verses. 
He says, but be readers of the word. Right? Be meditators of the word. He says, but be doers of the word. He says, and not hearers only. Hold on a second. He did not say, be doers of the word and not hearers. He added, only there. Saying to you that to hear is good, it's a level, but much more be doers of the word. That's the action. The proof that the word is producing results in your life is in the actions that you're taking. The proof that the word is producing result is dictated in the things that you do with the word that you hear. But be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. Meaning that when you hear the word and you do nothing with it, you are living a life of deceit. Not against anyone, but against yourself. Sadly, this is the reality of many churchgoers. You hear the word and hear the word and hear the word. You do nothing with it. Look at what the next verse says. Give me verse number 23. It says, for if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man observing his natural face in a mirror. The word says, thou shalt not steal. The word says, give thanks ceaselessly. The word says, in all things, give thanks unto God. But when you do opposite of that, Bible says, for if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man observing his natural face in a mirror. I've done teaching on this before. He observes himself, goes away, and immediately forgets what kind of man he was. Meaning that while you are hearing the word, you can see yourself. You know who you are. But when you don't put the word into practice, in no distant time, you would forget what you are like. I mean, what kind of man you are, rather. Meditate on that a little bit. Do you understand what I'm teaching you right now? Do you understand that explanation? So you're hearing me right now. You're saying to yourself, oh yeah. Oh, glory to God. I'm a man after God's heart. There is no weakness in me. There is no sickness in me. I'm whole. Oh, glory to God. I have the life of Christ. Because you're still hearing the word. But when you leave this place and fail to put the word into practice, you know what then happens? You begin to contemplate and doubt the things you've already said about yourself while the word was being taught. For he observes himself. Give me 23, 24 in message translation. I just want to use that to drive it home to you. Hallelujah. I hope you all are getting blessed. He says, but who ever. Okay, from 22, leave it. Just leave it. Don't fool yourself into thinking that you're a listener. When you are anything but letting the word go in one ear and out the other. 
act on what you hear. Did you hear that? Act on what you hear. Those who hear and don't act are like those who glance in the mirror. Walk away. And two minutes later, I have no idea who they are or what they look like. It's the same reason you come into the Lord's house. You'll be all pumped up, joyful rejoicing. You step out of the sanctuary and the devil tells you how messy your life is. And then you begin to doubt God's word. Take a look at it. Next verse. But whoever catches a glimpse of the revealed counsel of God, you don't need everything. Just a glimpse of the revealed counsel of God, the free life, even out of the corner of his eye and sticks with it. Is no distracted scatterbrain, but a man or woman of action, that person will find the light and affirmation in their action. See, after me, don't be a scatterbrain. Don't be a scatterbrain. Amen. Second, so tell her very well. And let her tell you too. Amen. Don't be a scatterbrain. It's God's word. I mean, it's not my word. Give me again on the screen. Let them see it. Please be fast, whoever is there, please. Whoever catches a glimpse of the revealed counsel of God, the free life out of the corner of his eye and sticks with it. The word produces capacity for action. And you have the responsibility to also take an action too. You know, I say all the time, any faith you claim to have that makes God 100% outrightly responsible for your desired outcome, it is an irresponsible faith. If you claim to have faith in God for something and you fold your arms, you do nothing, you say God has the financy and God will do it. And you do nothing about it. It's an irresponsible faith. Bible says show me your faith without works. And then I will show you a dead faith. Psalms chapter number 1 verses 1 to 3 that we end our services with. Tells you the same thing. Blessed is the man. Who does not walk in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stand in the path of sinners, nor sit in the seat of the scornful, but whose delight is in the word of the Lord. He's doing something with that word. He's meditating in it day and night. Action. He shall be, not he will be, not he's going to be. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. The Lord told Joshua, Joshua 1.8, this book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth. But you shall meditate in it day and night. Action. You shall meditate in it day and night so that you can observe to do all that is according to all that is written in it. Another action. So you're not just, you're not just reading it. You're not just meditating it. You're becoming the word. You know the word purges? The word purges us. John 17, 17. Father, sanctify them by thy truth. Thy word is truth. The word cleanses. It 
It's part of the things the word does. The word produces capacity to take in action. Sanctify them by your word. By your truth. Your word is truth. Action. Give me that James 21 to 25 again. NKGV now. Hallelujah. In NKGV version, please. James 1, 21 to 25. You only need to see it with the corner of your eyes. The New King James Version says that, but that one who looks into the perfect law of liberty, you will see now. But he who looks into the perfect law of liberty and then continues in its action and is not a forgetful hearer, but a doer action. But a doer of the word. James says, this one will be blessed in what he does. Pay attention. What blesses a man or what will cause the word to produce results in your life? It is not just in your hearing. It is in your action. You must action it for it to produce results. You do what the word says. That is how your life is transformed. If every believer, everyone who comes to church or goes to church, if they reckon with this reality, there will be more transformations in the lives of the people. And that brings me to the last point. The third thing, the last but not the least of what the word of God does. Or what the word produces. I love this one. The word produces transformations. Not transformation. Transformations. Receive this living sacrifice. no better way to qualify it. The word transforms life. If you don't know, I am a witness. Many of you in this ministry, you are witnesses. The word, the word transforms. The word transforms. I'm not calling 
the word transforms. I think it was John who says, he says, the things that we have seen, that we have heard, that our hands have handled concerning the word of life. He says, these things are the things that we brought to you. We are not presenting before you cunningly devised fables. Bible says we were there. We beheld the glory. We saw it with our own very eye. The word produces transformations. It will convict you first. You action it. You take action on the word. Then the word then transforms your life. Those are the three phases are. If you don't do the first, you can actually do the first. But you have responsibility to making the first possible. Your responsibility is consistently opening up your spirit. That's why sometimes, watch it. When I'm about to communicate God's truth to you, and I sense the atmosphere in the room, I see that, you know, maybe your capacity to receiving is low. I'll say lift up your hand up unto heaven and see after me. I do that deliberately all the time. The one that the world will, pro will produce, I mean, produce result for. As if from being excited about the word, right? The word then convicts you. You take actions on the things that you have heard. Then watch the transformations happen. That's the reason why those who call this church their church and stay committed in less than the 90 days, one of the things that you know or one of the ways you know, it's in the way you reason. When the man changes the way he thinks, the things he thinks about to change. That's it from your head, your mind, your mind. After the spirit has convicted you, the spirit of the Lord begins to work on the state of your, of your mind. You just realize that some of the things you used to run after, you no longer have appetite for them. Hebrews chapter number 12 from verse number 1. I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of the Lord, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice unto God. Which is your reasonable service. And do not be conformed to this world. But be ye transformed. The original translation is transforming. By the renewing of your mind. That tells you again. It's a process. That ye may then be able to prove. What is good. What is acceptable of the Lord. The word transforms. Listen, it has potent capacity to turn in your life around. Your responsibilities are a couple. Honor it. Number two, each time you have the opportunity to reading, to reading, to hearing, rejoice at it. Number three, be thankful for it. You see, this is part of the things I always teach, tell you. These three things I just shared with you right now is not in my notes. Never thought about that prior. So again, for the word to transform your life, you have responsibilities. You must honor the word. If there is no honor in your heart for the God of the word, the word cannot produce results in your life. I'm tired of seeing people come into church and go. You come in, you go out, and your life is not being transformed. I remember some years ago, 
some, one of our members then, this must be in 2018 or 2019, had done something. And Minister Jumi, Jumake Olufemi had come to, maybe she came to my, yes, yeah, she came to my house. I remember. We we're on the, my driveway. And she was trying to just, you know, encourage me, you know, and just, you know, um, um, you know, pacify me and just trying to let me understand, you know, that everything is fine. It's not me. It's, it's this and blah, blah, blah. I said to MJ, I hope she's watching and she can remember this very clearly. I told her, I said, this person's action is not what is painful to me. What is painful to me is that I seem to have wasted my life upon this person. Because that person's action is in absolute contradiction to the word that I teach. So when members of this church, for example, do certain things or make certain decisions or certain actions. I, I beat my, I, I beat a retreat, you know, and then I ask myself, so the word they've been hearing, what has it been doing in their lives? That was my response to Minister Jumi. I said, it's not about what the person did. When you talk and taught, you know, certain things that you need to do, Maybe you are even at, you know, at a leadership level in church or you have the opportunity of being close to me, for example. And you then begin to exhibit certain traits and actions. I begin to then ask myself, all the things and all the times this person's been sitting under my ministration, what has the word been doing in the person's life? Or just by mere watching me or being close to me by association alone. What has that done to this person's life? For the word to transform you, number one, yet again. That's it. 3A. 3A. Right? Honor for the word. Number two, you must rejoice at that word. You must rejoice. Many times when the word is being taught, y'all are too cold. The word should be, you should be taught the word. You should be hearing, listening. Transformation is taking place in your life. You know, and be screaming and be shouting. I watched many times, Minister Damilaro Idele. If he's yes, seated, let's say we're here right now, and he's here on this side. As I'm teaching this word, his mouth will be moving, his legs will be shaking. You don't hear God's word and sit still. It's not only in worship we lift up our hands. Is everything okay in that room? Hallelujah, glory to Jesus. I hope the word is transforming your lives. The word transforms. Say, I have, the Lord told me October of 2017. Son, I will be instructing you what to teach and what to say. When you do what I'm asking you to do to them, anyone that stays put 90 days, practices the things I ask you to do, I'll cause there to be tangible transformations in their lives. And then I meditate so much on that because I was wondering, why 90 days? And the Lord led me to when the ark was brought to the house of Obedodom. It was there for only 90 days. 
Everybody rejected the ark. Nobody wanted the ark in the uh, whatever. Obededom was wretched, poor, pauper. He took in the ark of covenant. His life transformed. You perhaps would never have heard about his name in the Bible, if not for that action, within 90 days. And if this thing seem like lie to you, I mean, you're all our witnesses. If not, two weeks ago, you still heard, you know, the workers. Um, Minister Maomi Oyedele, for example, I can remember her very, 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 very clearly. Lester, it, it's in the way you think. Less than one month, the way you think begins to change. And you just realize that all of a sudden, you are becoming a changed person. Listen, if the word does not change your mind, it cannot change your life. The word is spirit. You receive it into your spirit. Your spirit must communicate that reception to your mind for it to take place, to take shape. That was why the writer Paul said, by the renewing, renewing, renewing of your mind. That's why I see all the time. You see, this salvation journey, it's not a one-off journey. It is one that every day of your life, you just want to get better. I want to be able to preach better tomorrow than I'm doing today. I want to be a better Christian, a better believer tomorrow than I am today. You must work it out with fear and trembling. The word transforms. The word transforms. Colossians chapter number 3, verse number 16 to 17. Colossians 3, 16 to 17. Let the word of God dwell in you richly. In all wisdom. Let it dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. The word transforms. And pay attention to this. It's possible to also take the word for granted. Let me explain what I mean by, to you by that. You are in this church, you've been here for say one year, a year and a half, two years. If you're not careful, you will take the ministry of the word for granted because you get so used to it already. So when they say it causes transformations in the lives of the people within three months, your own three months may end in three months, but that should not be the case. Each time you have the opportunity to hearing it, to reading it, something should be happening in your life. Again, Father, sanctify them by the truth. Thy word is truth. The word purges. That work of purging, of making you better, it is the work of transformation. So one of the reasons why I make bold to say, watch me every Sunday when I get here or in Calgary to share the word. I tell you, if you stay planted minimum of three months, my emphasis are always the same. Come into church on Wednesdays and Sundays. Hear the word and go put it into practice. And see if there will be tangible transformations in your life. You know the beautiful thing about God's word. And the work of transformation it does. You will think it will, make, it will get you transformed spiritually only. It affects the seven critical facets of your life. That's the beauty of God's word. So it will eat on your career. On your academics, on your business, on your finances, on your health. 
Imagine how beautiful that is. So the word does not cause transformation only in your spiritual life. When you receive it, you honor it. It causes transformation in the entirety of your being. You know why? Because while the work, while the work, word rather, is working in you and performing that transformation in your mind, it's not only your spiritual mind. It's your mind as a, as a, as a, in, in its entirety. The entirety of your being. So you realize that all of a sudden, even at work, you are functioning with a higher dimension of wisdom. You didn't hear that. Let me use myself as, as a testimony to you. Many years ago, when I was in my undergraduate days, we had, I had a friend, was a distant friend. His name was Bolaji. This guy was at the verge of being rusticated from school. We, by grace, you know, we were top-ranking students. For some reasons, you know, he became friends with us, my clique, and he then began to frolic with us. It was from Bolaji I first learned the power of association. Bolaji's academics position changed in the next semester. It was, it was dramatic. Dramatic. He told us such never happened to him in his life before just by virtue of just changing his association. If association can cause that level of transformation, what about God's word? Come on now. That's how you know. When I got filled with the Holy Ghost, right? You know, when you receive the Spirit of the Living God, too, you receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost, especially with the evidence of speaking in other tongues. The transformation in your life by the indwelling presence of the Spirit or infilling of the Spirit is not only in your walk with God, it affects every facet of your life. Academically, I became something else. I shared before, I headed a club which was an academic club in school then. I won't go to class, yet I was killing my school. Terrible school. A, 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 B, B. That was how terrible the grades were. A, A is double A. To have that, I think you must call 95, 9800. Then I remember my friend who come to me, Duke. That was the title I held then. Duke, the result is wasted again. I don't know. Damola specifically, I don't know what you are doing. Please come and show me. You're also topping the class. Yet, not in class. There is a spirit upon man. The breath of the Almighty that gives him inspiration. Because when I pick up my books to read, academic books, because of the power of the spirit and the transformation being caused in my life, through daily meditation of God on God's word, my the spirit of wisdom, of knowledge, of understanding, of might, of the fear of the Lord, the seven spirit found in Isaiah 11 were active in my life. So what you would study for five hours, I'll take a look at it by communicating with the spirit of the Lord in me, and light is coming to me. I shared with you all before too, right? How exams will be coming, and I will say to the Holy Spirit, then when I just got filled with the Holy Ghost, I say, Spirit of the living God, I know you know all things. I want you to tell me where these exam questions will come from. And then I'll pick up my, my handout or whatever. And the Lord will say, study this one, study that one, 
leave that one out. Study this one, study that one. I'll get into the examination hall. What I studied is what I'll find. The word transforms. You are a student, you are under the sound of my voice, you are struggling. Give time to God's word. You are studying academically too much, much more than the word. It's the reason why academic knowledge is overwhelming the, the word knowledge in you. Balance them. Actually, let the word outweigh your academic knowledge. I have more understanding than my teachers because your word is my meditation. Come on now. Come on now. Oh no, come on now. I have more, that's the psalmist. I have more understanding than my teachers because your word is my meditation. Feed on it. You're single, you're not married. What are you doing with your life? No, what's taking your time? TikTok, threads, Facebook, Snapchat. This is about that nonsense. Give yourself to God's word. I shared Psalms chapter number 27, verse number 4 was the anchor scripture of my fellowship in school days. One thing have I desired of the Lord, and that will I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. He created a yearning for me for the house of the Lord. It was while in school I saw Jeremiah 29 verse 11. Jeremiah 29 11 for I know the thoughts that I think towards you. They are thought of good and not of evil to give you future and to give you hope. Shana, come here. Come, 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 come. Get up, you, on green, come. Get up and stand behind her. The Lord sees the desires of your heart. The Lord sees the desires of your heart. Take it now. Take it, take it, take it, take it. Take it, take it, take it, take it, take it now. Take it, take it, get filled. Take it. Take it. Sharakus Yanamanta. The word carries capacity to transform lives. Especially the spirit of wisdom. I tell them, Samuel and all of them. It's at operation in my life. But you know what? They're in levels. Again. I have more understanding. Look for that scripture for me. I have more understanding than my teachers because your word is my meditation. The word causes transformation. The word causes transformation. The word causes transformation. You must receive it. You must honor it. You must be thirsty for it. Psalm 119 verse 99. You can see it. I have more understanding than all my teachers. For your testimonies are my meditation. So what can stand against you? Many of the things you struggle for. I, I've shared before how um, um, it's in Luke. I think Luke 21 or thereabout. You know, that says um, in that day when you are picked, do not consider what to say or how you should answer because I will give you a voice which your enemy the adversary will not be able to gain say. I meditated on it so much such that whenever I'm going for an interview it becomes my uncle. I just open up my mouth 
and I ask the Spirit of the Lord to just feel it. You can grow by the Word. You can be transformed by the ministry of the Word. I want to beg you, in the name of Jesus, if you happen to live, let's say you are mad at me, you don't want me to be your pastor again, you hate me, or the church has done something against you, and you need to leave this church. When you are looking for another church to be a part of, look for the one that is given to the word. You see, these beautiful edifices, they are good. Beautiful carpet. What do you call them now? Monitors. Beautiful pulpit. This is from Australia. That's how to, to let you know how important it is. The screens, are not, they are nice. But these things won't cause transformations in your life. It is the word that will cause transformation. Rise up on your feet tonight. If by any chance you're also living the city and for any reason you don't also want to be part of Lofty Heights anymore, you want to look for another church, you don't want to be part of each church, look for one given to God's word. Can I tell you? Getting one that is given to God's word, you won't discover it in one visit to You'd have to go to that church like three different times. Brother Lume Oselume was telling me when he came to Lofty Heights, I, I, I wasn't in church, I was in Calgary. I ministered from Calgary, those spirits. The first time he came, he said, my wife ministered. And he said to himself, wow. He's been in the city for a while with his family. He said he's been to a couple of churches. He may be listening even right now. He said, wow. He said, this is solid. He said, he was asking himself, where has he been? But John, he said to me, he said, so that it won't seem as if I'm jumping the gun. He said, he told himself, let me even just calm down. Then let me wait for the day the pastor himself will come and share the word. Then I think that was during three days of glorious hope. I noticed he was always sitting on that side. When the word is being taught, rapt attention. To know the person, the people giving to reception or honor for God's word during a teaching, it's always very simple. Say for, for example, deeper. I called for deeper. He was begging. Only a few people showed up. It's a reflection of the state of your heart. If it's a prophetic meeting, say this meeting is holding. If you show up and I see you, I'll prophesy. Or I say to you, I say, I'm bringing a prophet from, Niger, from whatever country of the world. Once he sees you, just to see your face, this place will be full. He said, then I came. And then I shared the word. He said he was God's mad. And he was asking himself, where has he been? Right there he said he made up his mind to commit to lofty heights. Then one day after service, he came to meet me. He said he wanted to see me. I took him into my office. It was my first time of exchanging pleasantries with him like I should. As pastor. And he said to me, he said, oh, that I've been, um, I have only one more class to go. I said, which class? He said, the lofty heights academy membership school. I said, you register for membership school? He said, yes. He said, and the faculties, they've been fantastic. Talk to me about Samuel, about me, um, Sister Shane. He said, they've been teaching us so well. So I have one class. He said, the reason I'm coming is because I want to serve. It's not rocket science. I tell you, it is not rocket science. You didn't have to tell me it was enrolling. It is the hearts. The word causes transformation. The word causes transformation. I want to end with this passage of the Bible. 2 Corinthians number 2, 14 to 16. 
2 Corinthians chapter number 2, 14 to 16. I prevail, I prevail by the blood of Jesus. I prevail over sickness, over sickness by the blood, by the blood. that to you all a little bit. Brother Casey, it's like wearing a cologne. When you wear a cologne, if it is solid and sharp, when you step into a place, they will know someone is around there that smells so nice. Paul is saying that's what the word of the Lord does. Wow. Through us, diffuses the fragrance of his knowledge in every place. So wherever you get to, they can smell Jesus. Lift up your hand up unto heaven. Pray in the spirit for a few seconds. Pray like someone whose spirit is alive. Now glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God who causes us to triumph always. Always, always, always in Christ. And through us, through me, diffuses. Diffuses the fragrance of his knowledge in every place. 
The world transforms. The world transforms. See after me in the name of Jesus. The word transforms my life. 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 The word transforms. Beginning from now. I rejoice at God's word. 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 Like someone who has found great plus more. Like someone who has found great more. I know I no longer joke with the word. Whether I'm hearing it or I'm reading it. Whether I'm hearing it or I'm reading it. Beginning from now. I rejoice at the word. I rejoice at the word. I honor the word. I honor the word with the entirety of my being. As I honor the word, as I rejoice at the word, I also take actions to doing what the word says. And as I do these things, transformations, come on, transformations, transformations take place in my life, take place in my academics, in my career, in my home, in my finances, in my health, in my walk with God, in my life, in the name of Jesus. Jesus. And so therefore, Jesus, so therefore, I diffuse the fragrance of God's knowledge wherever I go. In the name of Jesus, shall glory. Hallelujah, glory to God. Yes, Lord. He will produce conviction. He will cause you to take action and then it will transform your life. For the transformation to happen yet again, you must honor it, rejoice at it, then do what it says. A lofty heart, you don't like bringing our services to an end without giving someone an opportunity to have a relationship with the Lord. The word of God will remain in mule and boom, what you call it. You know, all those storybooks to you without the help of the Spirit. All eyes closed, all eyes bowed. All eyes closed, all eyes bowed. Say this after me, dear Father. Thank you for the opportunity of being in your house tonight. Thank you for the gift of your son, Jesus, who took the fall for my sake, who died on the cross of Calvary for me. Dear Jesus, I pledge my life unto you from tonight. I confess you as my Lord and my Savior. And I believe you died. I believe you rose again. And I believe you're coming back again. Save me, Lord Jesus. Conform me to your will. Make me more like you. Fill me with your spirit. Saturate my heart with your love. Keep me in your warm embrace. As I study your word from this moment, let my eyes be open. Let it become like a food to my soul. And let me experience transformations as a result of your word. I give you praise, Father, in Jesus' name. Yes, I, yes, I. We trust God that this ministration blessed your life tremendously. Do share your testimony and experience with us by emailing us at hello at myloftyheightsglobal.org. For more life-transforming messages from our ministry, please visit and subscribe to our YouTube channel. You can also stay connected with us across our social media platforms at My Lofty Heights. To give to our ministry, please visit our website.
We love you, we honor you, and we celebrate you.